We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three thirty-five. Jeff Gans, News Radio. It is a Monday afternoon. Congress is, uh, well, getting themselves together, right? We're going to have a brand new Speaker of the House. We've already got a new leader for the Democrats, this uh, Hakeem Jeffries, who, by the way, is a big-time election denier. Well, I mean, I have to share these things now since I've, I've yet to hear it mentioned Uh, or covered in any way by the legacy news media folks. How is it possible that that's such an important issue for some people, but when it comes to the uh, leader of the Democrats, Hakeem Jeffries, it's it's just not an issue at all. Doesn't that seem a little odd to you? Well, listen. You're, uh, you're, never, you're not going to uh, find yourself surprised if you understand how the legacy news media hacks operate, but what can I tell you? And we're going to have a new Speaker of the House. Now, the question becomes, who is that going to be? Kevin McCarthy has been the uh, Republican leader for a while and says, hey, it's me. I'm, I'm the guy, obviously. And there are a number of folks, Andy Biggs, our very own Congressman Bob Good, saying, mm, not so fast. Not so fast. I'm happy to say that uh, Congressman Bob Good is uh, joining us this afternoon. Bob, thanks for being here. Good afternoon, Jeff. Great to be with you. Yeah, the uh, the pleasure is mine. So listen, I, I, I want to know the lay of the land. What the heck is going on in D.C. on our side of the aisle? Well, quite frankly, myself and some other of my colleagues are actually trying to do the will of the Republican voters, our constituents, those people we represent, who, number one, want true change in Washington and recognize that we can't do what we've always done and expect not to get what we've always gotten, and that there's a uniparty, a swamp system that needs to be defeated. And and if we continue to elect the same old leadership that we've always elected, we're going to get the lack of willingness to fight and bring true change. And so some of us are willing to uh, force that change and to uh, elect a speaker that represents the true conservative center of the Republican base and the Republican membership of the Congress. And that answer is not Kevin McCarthy. He's done nothing to demonstrate that he is that true, courageous, conservative warrior during my first two years in Congress. And I've had hundreds and hundreds of folks in the 5th District beg and plead with me not to support him for speaker over the last three years since I started this journey. And I've only ever had one person, one person, uh, ask me to support Kevin McCarthy. 
And so uh, we're, he does not have the votes. He's not going to have the votes. And we're going to have a chance for a, for a new speaker and to deal a blow to a system that's hostile to the base, that's hostile to conservatives, and that's hostile to the power of the regular rank and file members who are the people's representatives. So the pushback on that, of course, because I've heard this uh, from a number of folks. Oh, my gosh, Bob Good, Andy Biggs, they're just going to spoil everything. This is, this is a chance for the Republicans to actually have the Speaker of the House again. And we, gosh, we just have to suck it up and go along to get along, which in all candor, I've heard far too many times over the years. Uh, but what happens if, if you and, and the Republicans who are committed to new leadership stand pat does Kevin McCarthy go over and start getting Democrats to support him? No, no Republican is going to vote for a Democrat. And the converse of that is true. The reverse of that is true. No Democrat's going to vote for a Republican. The Democrats have 212 votes. They're going to all go to Hakeem Jeffries, their newly anointed leader, uh, the minority leader. And they're making history there with the first leader of one of the two main parties being uh, an African-American uh, descent. And so they're all going to vote for Hakeem Jeffries. They're not going to help Republicans out of our mess, if you will. This will be settled by Republicans. And once it's clear, Jeff, that it won't be Kevin McCarthy, I hope before January 3rd, uh, because I hope that Kevin McCarthy will recognize the handwriting on the raw and selflessly, that's in short supply in Washington, but set aside selfishness, ambition, pride, what have you, and recognize he doesn't have 218 and allow us to consider and vet uh, candidates publicly. Uh, right now we've got, we're having private conversations. There's, you know, I'm of the opinion, Jeff, I think I probably said it to you before, there's 435 members of Congress who'd like to be speaker if they had that opportunity, but uh, everyone's afraid on the Republican side to raise their hand other than Andy Biggs and say, hey, let it be me. Uh, I'm willing uh, until it's clear to them that it's not going to be Kevin McCarthy because they do not want to suffer retaliation or to lose what they, what they stand to gain in a McCarthy regime because they've played the game, if you will, and they're about to ascend into leadership positions or prime committee assignments or what have you. However, he's not going to get 218. There's five of us that are more public. There's others who've expressed concern or reluctance. The number is much closer to that 20 number that Andy Biggs has put out there. Uh, for that point, Jeff, of the 36 who voted against Kevin McCarthy on November 15, not a one of them has said they're going to vote for him on January 3rd if he continues this course of action. But it's not the end of the world that we might have two or three or four or five or how many floor votes that we need to have to coalesce around a, a, a speaker, again, who represents the conservative center of the conference. Uh, that you know, the world's not going to end if we just delay, uh, you know, the, the, the selection of a speaker. And it's funny, Jeff. Some of the very same people, friends of yours and mine, some of the very same people within our party or in the national media or what have you, uh, who would would slam and criticize Republicans for rolling over and rubber stamping Kevin McCarthy and maintaining the status quo and then going into the new Congress when we're supposed to be the fighter stopping the Biden-Schumer agenda, who would be criticizing us that we just had a coronation instead of a competition and look, the Republicans are getting rolled again. But And I'll give you an example of that. We have been pleading with Kevin McCarthy to fight against the NDAA for the last two years, and he's never done it. He's voted for drafting our daughters. He's voting for the vaccine mandates. He's voted for the climate, environmental extremism, and our military policies. He's voted for the CRT, diversity, equity, inclusion, the woke policies that are weakening our military. He's not joined our efforts to defeat it. 
And now all of a sudden, he claims that he's negotiated some kind of a deal with Biden to take out the vaccine mandate that he voted for, (laughs) that he voted for, that we begged him to fight against. So do you think that would be happening, Jeff, if we had a 40, 50, 60 vote majority like some had predicted? Or do you think that that feign of strength, that feign of courage uh, might be a result of the fact that we're going to have a four vote majority and he's in a panic that he knows he doesn't have the votes. Now, of course, Secretary Austin, Defense Secretary Austin came right out and said, no, we're going to keep the vaccine mandate. We need to keep the vaccine mandate. So I don't know where that's at ultimately, but uh, we'd like to have this fight over the last two years, we could have defeated the NDAA and gotten a clean, strong defense bill that didn't have all the bad stuff in it. And he was nowhere to be found when we were fighting to that effect over these last two years. Wow. Congressman Bob Good is joining us. Bob, of course, represents uh, the 5th District here in our uh, beloved Commonwealth. So you, you're talking about some of the uh, conversations that you and uh, other folks are having behind the scenes. There are many of us sitting out here, obviously not privy to that, but thinking, well, Um, Jim Jordan, in my opinion, would be a wonderful speaker. Steve Scalise would be a wonderful speaker. Are these the names or are there there other names behind the scenes? And I'm not asking you to divulge anything, but is it a pretty sizable list of folks you think could uh, wield that gavel? Well, there's nothing about Kevin McCarthy. If you were just assessing him on leadership qualities, on demonstrated courage, uh, intestinal fortitude to fight, and what he's done, uh, you know, from the merits of his performance uh, as the minority leader, they would say, oh, gosh, this is the only person that can lead us. No one else can be considered. Of course, that's kind of what we're being told right now. So there are people like the ones you've mentioned and others uh, that I think would motivate the base, that would give us the fight, that have conservative voting record. Imagine that mm-hmm. a conservative voting back record that's reflective of the, the larger re- Republican conference, the 220 or so of us and the base, the voters who gave us four million more votes than Democrats uh, just three weeks or so ago. Uh, so, yes, there are quality candidates. And I, I'll resist the, uh, the the temptation to speak to the ones you've mentioned or to others, because I don't you know, as soon as we start to talk about. Uh, someone you've mentioned or, or, or someone else, uh, then that person, quite frankly, it, it's sort of counterproductive because sure. until we made it very clear, it's not going to be Mr. McCarthy, whether we ha- we'd like to do that before January 3rd and he pulls out, but we'll do it on January 3rd if we have to for the good of the country, for the good of the conference, for the good of the party. Jeff, as you know, we are at a crisis as a country. We're teetering, whether you're talking the border, the fiscal situation, the education system, the weakening of our military, our energy policies, the, uh, w- whatever you want to point to issue after issue. We're teetering. There's a limited window to save the republic. So we've got to make real change and have a real leader who's going to lead us to fight and use every tool at our disposal to defund the government that we're campaigning against and we're asking folks to support us to fight against. We can't have a leader that's going to give in and roll over and not fight. And so uh, but as soon as we are identified publicly, the candidates that we're talking to, then, of course, they're going to publicly say, oh, I'm not a candidate. That sort of undermines that effort because they're yeah. not going to do that yeah. until uh, it's clear it's not going to be Kevin McCarthy. That's you know, just that's the reality. The, that is just the reality. Yeah, And that is the sad thing, Bob. We talk about the reality in D.C. I remind everybody, Congressman Bob Good joining us uh, represents our 5th District. Uh, that is something that in the world of D.C., it's got to be clear that McCarthy doesn't have the votes before anybody publicly says, oh, yes, yeah, I mean, with the exception of Andy Biggs, hey, uh, uh, I could be your person. And it is, it's also terrifying to think that members of Congress elected from 435 different districts, that 
members who are in the majority are sitting back and saying, geez, I don't want to say anything publicly because I might lose this post or, geez, I have this lovely office with a window. And uh, if, if he is the speaker, then I'll be down in the basement. It's just sad that it's not so much statesmen as, as quizlings, it seems, in, in, in many occurrences uh, when we look at D.C. Well, Jeff, if I may, a f- couple other quick points, just, you know, kind of the why not, Kevin, and then the, the, the opposite of that, what are we looking for in a speaker? Yeah. You know, he told us fresh when we came in two years ago, hey, we're going to run the floor, we're, the margin is so tight, we're going to block the Democrat agenda. We didn't do that. He ignored our pleas to vacate the chair, which means have a vote on speaker we could've, he could have forced when Pelosi was at her weakest moments with her fight with the squad. He didn't effectively vote fight the proxy voting or the mass requirements. Uh, he did not support our efforts to require to request recorded votes. In other words, instead of having stuff passed in an empty chamber with, by unanimous consent when none of us are there, uh, he didn't support our efforts to de- defeat suspension bills by the Democrats where the rules are suspended and they need a two-thirds majority to pass a whole bunch of legislation. We could have defeated that by denying any Republican votes. They couldn't get to two-thirds without us. I talked about the NDAA. He didn't support our efforts to end earmarks, which is a corrupt process to buy votes. He didn't whip important votes against the worst Democrat legislation, like the $1.2 trillion phony infrastructure bill. He promised we wouldn't provide the Republican votes to pass it, and we did. And then he didn't get, instead of, he got angrier at the conservatives for criticizing the 13, I call them the Biden 13, who helped pass the infrastructure bill, the phony $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. He got angrier at us for criticizing those members, those members than he did at them for actually voting for it. He spent millions of dollars, Jeff. This is probably the worst disqualifier, in my opinion. He spent millions of dollars in Republican primaries, putting his thumb on the scale against the will of the voters in those respective districts to try to defeat conservatives, MAGA candidates, Freedom Caucus candidates, and instead elect those based upon their willingness to promise to support him for speaker. I believe that is a disqualifier in and of itself. He didn't support her efforts to get rid of Liz Cheney the first time. He saved her and defended her until she she embarrassed him publicly. Then he got his support behind us and we defeated her. He wouldn't let us remove Cheney and Kinzinger from the Republican conference when they started to work for Nancy Pelosi on the January 6th commission. So uh, again, there's nothing about what he's done over the last two years that he would that would qualify him to be the only candidate for leadership. But what we are looking for, what are we looking for in a speaker, Jeff? We're looking for somebody who will embrace, vacate the chair, which is a provision that was in place for 200 years until Nancy Pelosi removed it, which which shows you have confidence in yourself as a leader and you have trust in the members that if, if, if you if you lose their trust, they can vote you out of speaker. Number one, we need a speaker who will embrace that. We need a speaker who will commit to spending cuts, ending earmarks and fiscal responsibility and who will use the power of the purse to force real change. That means ending the vaccine mandate, securing the border, returning to Trump energy policies, ending the abuse of power in our federal government. We could go on about that, about the IRS, 87,000 agents, or whatever you want to talk about. Uh, exercise the oversight to end the web to combat and expose and fight against the weaponization of the federal government against conservatives. Uh, and then again, we need to change the rules of the House, restore the power of the regular members, go back to regular order, amendments from the floor, a majority of the majority where a speaker can't pass legislation by, like John Boehner did by going to the Democrats to get the votes because he didn't have a majority of Republicans. Uh, we need to let we members choose our committee assignments and our, our chairmanships. And we need to stop the hostility against conservatives. House Freedom Caucus, Jeff, just as an example, we make up about 20, 25 percent of the membership. And out of 50 leadership positions, we have two. 
So we ought to have 10 to 12 just by law of averages proportional to the number of conservative members in the House Freedom Caucus, and we have two. Uh, so we've got to end the hostility against the base, the hostility against conservatives, the hostility against the empowerment of regular members to the people's representatives. And this is a blow, Jeff, not just to get a better speaker in the short run, but to deal a blow against the swamp cartel, to break up the swamp cartel and to defeat a system that's hostile to the very people who elect we representatives. Well, Bob, I, I thank you so much for being here. That is Congressman Bob Good. He represents the 5th District in uh, Congress, and uh, absolutely no hesitation on his part. He is a courageous guy. He's a brilliant guy. He's fighting a very, very strong fight. I'm always happy when he's here. I really am. I think there's great insight. We'll see how this plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Does Kevin McCarthy wind up as the Speaker of the House? Or do the five uh, Republicans, conservatives like Bob Good, who are saying, no, we're not going to vote for him, is that enough to say to McCarthy, hey, you don't have the votes, you need to step aside and we'll elect someone else? Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.